The information provided is not a substitute for legal and other professional advice where the facts and circumstances warrant. People should always consult their own legal or other professional advisors and discuss the facts and circumstances that apply to their specific circumstances. The information shared on Ask the Landlord is for educational purposes only. Hey everyone, welcome back to Ask the Landlord with your favorite landlord, Albert Dweck. I'm Melissa. I'm one of Albert's producers and a former New York City renter. Together, we're going to be asking this landlord some questions. My question today, Albert, this is a good one. How do I find a no-fee apartment? And I'm talking a broker's fee. I got you. I uh, That's a good question. Um, so you're saying you're, you want to make sure you're, I guess, paying the least uh, to find an apartment. Um, uh, what you're speaking of is having uh, when there's brokers that represent apartments, you know, sometimes the tenants have to pay, um, which I've done, you know, before um, myself, but I, I understand the question. Is that, is that right? Is that what you're Yeah. Asking? The question comes from, I found the apartment myself. I did all right. the work. Why should I pay a broker fee? Right. Right. Okay, cool. Um, it depends on the market, uh, supply and demand, the time of year, the landlord, the building. Okay. So first let's talk about supply and demand. Um, recently, you know, there's a, we're experiencing a lack of supply of rentals, let's say in New York City. So a lot of brokers and landlords decided to, you know, say, look, I don't have a lot of apartments available. And uh, if someone like a broker wants to show them to tenants, the brokers would have to get paid by the tenants. Right. Um, and you're asking like, how do I avoid that? So obviously in mar- sometimes that exists in markets, but what, even in the hottest market, what I found was um, sometimes the landlords will pay the broker fee, right? Most of the time, in fact, in my, it depends on where you are, but most of the time, what I found was the landlords pay the fee. So when you go on your search on the internet, Street Easy or whatever these days, you can type in no fee apartments and even though there is a fee being paid to the broker and there very often is a broker that you're not paying the fee as a tenant. Why would a landlord pay a fee for you? The landlord needs to get their apartment rented and they need to show the apartment and handle the whole application process uh, and brokers and market the apartment, right? So brokers usually do that and specialize in just that. So unless a landlord is set up for that, um, doing it themselves, which, you know, that is a way to do, to talk about, which we'll get there in a second, is a landlord would give their listings to brokers to list and pay the brokers a fee to get them good renters. Now, in in very high demand 
markets and times, you know, sometimes the brokers can charge a fee to the tenants and the landlord can pay on a look for the broker, you know, pay the broker or one or both or neither. Okay. Now, um, one good tip in, in, so first of all, whenever you're looking for an apartment and you want to pay the least for it or avoid paying a broker fee, right? Is it's the best thing to do what's called run an auction. Do you know what an auction is, Melissa? I know what like a cattle auction is. I don't know. Right. In so real what's estate. a cattle auction? $1, $1, $5, $5. Right, right. So <laughs> so an auction is where you have a bunch of people bidding on bidding on one thing. Correct. Right? Okay. So what if I said to you then, well, when I say when I when I say to you, run an auction as a tenant looking for a place, well, you say, look, you're looking for a place. So if you have you produce a lot of different options for yourself, you're running an auction for yourself to find the best place to live. So it's not one place, you'll have 10 places. And then out of those 10, you'll have the best deal. I know someone recently that looked for a place to live over a couple months or like over you know 80 apartments. Wow. So they ran an auction that was effective and got a great deal that they didn't think they were gonna get because even though the market was overheated, they had all the market options in front of them and they were able to pick the best one for whatever, you know, it's not always priced as other things available, right? Yes, go ahead. Another term, what does it mean when a market is overheated? So there are sometimes, um, which happened recently in New York City and, and, and from what I hear across the country was that there was a lot of people that after the pandemic resolved or or as it was, people wanted to sort of get back to normal and they went back to apartments and cities and you know there was just not enough housing produced. So there was just still high demand for rentals. Um, and that's what I meant about overheated. It's like uh, prices went up, people sort of got back out to where they wanted to get to and uh, it was like... Uh, uh, a lot of um, demand for not so many places to live. And then people found themselves competing um, with a lot of other people for limited uh, rentals. But even in that market, even in, even in that market, where it's a seller's market or a landlord's market, you want to say, you could still, it's, it's, it's always, a, there's a thing called a dominant strategy. Have you ever heard of that? No, do tell. Okay. A dominant strategy is like a thing in uh, game theory where you you make a move that's the best move to make regardless of whatever anyone else does. It's a it, it's the right move to make, regard, the best move to make always. Okay. Like when you're playing tic-tac-toe. Okay. You know what the best move to make in tic-tac-toe if you go first? I'm going to go with corner top right. X middle. Oh. X middle? <laughs> yes. Why not O? O middle. Okay. Whatever. If you're O, whoever's first gets first. Okay. So the, the O in the middle or the X in the middle moving first is the one that limits the other player's chances of winning the most. So that's the best move to make regardless of what the other player does. What? So now when you think about that, when you say, well, if I'm looking for an apartment and I want to get the best deal for myself, pay the least fees, get the best place with the best terms and the best location, 
to say, okay, that's what everybody wants. And the way to do that is to produce an auction, which means get yourself a lot of options and so that you can make many offers on different places. And then, you know, you're going to go with the one that works the best for you. And it's not always about the price. It could be the, the rental, the, um, the what the broker charges, the, you know, the other features of the neighborhood, the building, et cetera. So, so a dominant strategy, which is the best move to make, is to run an auction for yourself where you're seeing a lot of places and picking the best one or bidding on several uh, and making the best deal for yourself. Now, even when supply is, even when it's a landlord's market, in a landlord's market, all that does is translate to, oh, I got to see more apartments, right? Because it's harder to find the one. So you have to see more. Uh, in a renter's market, there's a lot of apartments to choose from. But you still run an auction because you'll just go make lower offers across the board. So running an auction That's- for me would be making a spreadsheet, right? Yeah, but you okay. have to obviously you have to go to the places right and see a lot. And right. then you'll note them on your spreadsheet and you'll say, look, I've seen these 20 places and this is the feel for where I want to live. This is why I would do this one. This is why I wouldn't do this one. I'm going to make this offer. This is what this is worth to me. This is what this one's worth to me. And then I think we said in a earlier podcast about packaging yourself. So you you know, the cool part is that in that episode, we talked about, you know, making sure that you're a good candidate, right, for this, right? So one way to make sure you're uh, getting a good deal is to make sure you have all of your, uh, all the things needed uh, that the that the agent would require you, the landlord would require, and then you could actually negotiate with them and say, listen, I've done a lot of work for you. I'm pretty easy. I know exactly what you need from me. Even if you're paying a fee, you could say, I should pay less of a fee because, you know, I did all the work. I know what I'm doing, you know. So all you have to do is nothing, you know, so you can negotiate those fees too. With the broker. With the broker if if there is one, if there is one. It depends on you liking the apartment or not, you know. Yeah, that's a good point. Uh, I never would have thought to negotiate that fee. You can. Now, hmm. now, another idea. Okay, so that was a lot. Did you did you get all yeah. that? Do you have any questions on that? No, absolutely. What else? Okay, now, another yeah. idea is to walk the neighborhood or the area that you want to rent in and knock on the door of the building and or find the management company or landlord and approach them directly and say, hey, you know, I'm interested in this building. Do you have any availabilities? Or anyone who's in the building, you can say, hey, you know, can you put me in touch with the landlord? And the landlord might do a deal with you directly, right? And very often, uh, their landlords own more than one property or or there's a management company that's managing the building and you can save on the fee by going to them directly. Mm-hmm. Does, that, does that does that ruin a bridge between the landlord and that broker though? What broker? Like the bro- if you're the broker who's representing the unit, if they do they have exclusive listings in terms of rentals? Some, sometimes yes, sometimes no. Okay. But with so rentals, depends. yeah, with rentals, hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, in a lot of cases, they don't. In some cases, they do. If they have an exclusive, it's usually that they're paying the broker. Okay. So they're getting paid regardless. Yeah. So the broker is going to get paid. Um, and it's an important question to ask when you're looking at apartments because, you know, you have to pay. If you have to pay the broker, first month's rent, right? Security deposit, if you're paying security deposit and not using one of those, um, you know, services that we talked about in other episodes where you have like a insurance policy or, and paying the broker. So you're going to have to pay three months, essentially three months rent up front. Um, so I know that that's important to, you know, that's important to consider. And, uh, you know, you can, you can actually on online today, you could filter by no, no fee searches. You can, you can look up who's managing a building, see if they, you know, approach them directly, um, say, Hey, I'm looking for, you know, I'm looking for something where I don't have to, uh, pay for a broker. And, you know, what you'll find is you can find stuff. You just have to look a lot. So I just told you, right, that you should look at a lot of apartments. Mm-hmm. Now, the cool thing is that today you can do that online, right? You can go searching and you could you could do a lot of filtering and all that stuff. Fine. And I and I and but you know, you and I know you have a day job, you know, and you're like, well, that takes time for, for you and you're like, if I can hire someone that's going to manage the whole process for me and run the auction and knows what I like and can see stuff and do all that and save me tons of time, especially let's say if you're away or whatever, you know, for whatever, for a period of time, then, you know, the brokers can be very valuable to do that for you. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, and that's, you know, and then that speaks to brokers. It's like, that's what people need brokers for. <laughs> Right. right to help them do things that they couldn't do on their own to educate them about things they didn't know about to help them you know get them nicer places than they could get on their own right so that's that's why brokers are coming under pressure as the uh, information improves um you know uh, out there uh, and it's easier for people just to transact directly um so the more complicated or the more it's the, i think there is a place for good brokers out there and um when you're looking as a tenant to know what your purposes are and how much time you have to do this and to get good help, it's always good to have good help. So you can, but very often you could actually find someone that will get paid by the landlord. So you don't have to pay. Um, so good question. And, um, something to think about, uh, about when you're looking for an apartment, how you do that. Uh, so I say management companies is a good way to do uh, that. Um, going door to door in areas that you like to go. Um, and a lot of brokers today get paid by the landlords. Um, so doing that too. And negotiate. No reason not to. All right. You summed it up brilliantly. Thank you so much. I really appreciate you, you answering that question. You gave a lot of options. And that's great. Thank you so much. You're welcome. For more episodes, please subscribe to Ask the Landlord on your favorite podcast platform. We'd appreciate it if you left a review on Apple Podcasts. If you'd like to watch the show, check out our Ask the Landlord YouTube channel. If you have a question for Albert, feel free to contact him on Instagram at Ask the Landlord. 
and check out his TikTok at Ask the Landlord. Bridging the gap between landlords and tenants, this has been Ask the Landlord. Thanks for listening. Thank you.